Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Check one, check two. Give it up for... This is the Rich Eisen Show. What do you want? When you need that backup quarterback, it's kind of like a lawyer, right? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Trace down. Yep. You must go to the next man up. Touchdown! Jimmy Garoppolo. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson. Still to come, Pro Football Hall of Famer Rod Woodson. Plus, six-year NFL veteran Andrew Hawkins. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of this Wednesday edition of the Rich Eisen Show in the midst of weeks two and three right here on the Roku channel is on the air. We're also on the air on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network coast to coast on the Odyssey app as well. Sirius XM, Mike, I think I think this is going to happen. I think we're going to be back on it in a couple days. I'm ready to go. Are you monitoring the situation? I'm monitoring the situation. No, that means you're looking into the email to see if we're a go. Really? I mean, you're on it. You're on it, right? You're on it. Of course, you're the audio executive of the Rich Eisen Show. In honor of Doug Peterson, guys, I went to the back and got some vanilla ice cream. There you go. Attaboy. Attaboy. Are you really eating vanilla ice cream? I really am. We still had some in the back, and Liz found the scooper, and I was actually eating vanilla ice cream. Good Lord, bless you. At 10 o'clock. In the morning. Uh, good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson, kicking off hour number two of our program. How are you, sir? Good I'm to see you. Great. Fantastic. Uh, hour three, uh, Andrew Hawkins, Baby Hawk, if you will, is going to be in studio. Um, he's got a lot to talk about. Um, he's got a lot going on. The uh, former six-year veteran of the National Football League. He'll be here to talk about week two, preview week three. Um, the Cleveland Browns do kick things off against the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow night on Prime Video. Uh, and then on Friday on NFL Network at 9 Eastern time, a football life uh, features Rod Woodson. Hey, and this hey. is amazing. I mean, this is this is amazing. I can't believe that this this happened. Um, sit down interviews with Rod, uh, Bill Cower, and Dick LeBeau. How does he know those people? <laughs> well, actually, here's the thing: find somebody who loves you the way Rod Woodson loves Dick LeBeau. <laughs> <laughs> That's my suggestion. Or find somebody who loves you the way that I love Rod Woodson. Who's here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line in advance of his football life because he's so self-promotional. Rod Woodson back here on the show. How are you, Roderick? What's going on? Richie Rich, how are you, sir? Football life. This is great, Rod. You deserve this. You deserve hey, it. You know what? I didn't, I didn't know they wanted to do a story on a boring person, so I was like, hey, sure. <laughs> you know. Do it. Oh, Rod, you are anything but boring. You are anything but boring. You like putting out that calm, cool demeanor, but when you get going, when something gets your goat, Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've absolutely seen it. You know, you know, it's a, it's an honor, obviously. You know, Rich, um, to you know go kind of like rehash the childhood and you know go back home and and I, I you know I went back home and we looked at our house that I lived grew up in. And I was like, man, that thing is smaller than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the yard, going, I thought my yard was bigger than that. How we play football in that yard? It's not that big, uh, but it was kind of good to rehash all that. Uh, and then, you know, kind of kind of relived uh, life lessons from childhood to high school to college to pros. And, 
you know, it's, it's, it was a fun journey to, to do this. I love it, Rod. And I've, I've heard so many of your stories and, and so much of your journey. And one thing I got to hit here is how Mr. Indiana wound up at Purdue and not Indiana. Can you tell me why you were not an Indiana Hoosier, please, Rod Woodson? Tell that story, will you please? Well, you know, you know, when you're sitting there and it was a pretty good coach, Lee Corso, that was there at the time, and then he was driving up to see me. And as he was driving up to see me, you know, he he, uh, he knocks on my door and he uh, is telling me who he is. And I'm like, Coach, you don't have to say your, your name. I know who you are. Uh, and then he, he 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 goes on to tell me that he just heard on the radio he got fired. <laughs> But then he gave a lot of love, Rich. You know, he gave a lot of love at IU, and he still wanted me to go. Then I'm like, Coach, they fired you over the radio. I can't go to IU. <laughs> and thus, you are not an Indiana Hoosier. So, just again, to repeat, Lee Corso's on the way to your house, the one that you just mentioned that uh, is featured in A Football Life coming up on NFL Network on Friday, right? Was it that very house? Correct? It's that very house. Okay. And you're sitting there waiting to receive the coach of the Indiana Hoosiers football program, he hears on the radio on the way over, he's been fired and says, I've been fired. I heard it on the radio, but still, you should go. That was his pitch to you. That's correct? That happened? That, that, that happened, and I'm like, I can't. Well, coach, you know, I love you, uh, but if they're going to fire you and your icon, uh, what are they going to do to me? And then, um, I guess, what other good stories? Oh, the, the, the uh, recruiting of uh, you by my alma mater and Bo Schembechler. You want to tell that one real quick? I like that one. Rod? Well, Bo, I mean, Bo, you know, he has that big room, and uh, Bo was, Bo was kind of intimidating. So you walk in the big room, and, you know, like his thing was that he doesn't know if he's going to play freshman because he always gets a lot of little chippers. And Bo was, a, he just intimidated me. I didn't, it wasn't, a, I don't think that was a great story. I, I think my best story is that one and the one in Arizona State. Oh, then let's go to that one. I thought you said that Bo peeled the paint off the walls at halftime and they were up by a bunch and you're like, I'm not going there. That's the story you told me, right? Is that what you said about Bo? Yeah, he did, he did that. And then, but then also guys are like scared to talk when he walked the door. You can hear a pin drop. And I'm like, okay, this place is too, too strict. Too intense for you. All right, and, the, and, the, and tell the story why you did not go to Arizona State, Rod Woodson, and make the well, Sun Devil you know, fans every time all. You go to, as a recruit, you go to, you go to a uh, university, you go to the campus, they give you a host. The host takes you around to parties and, and, and eating and all that stuff to meet everybody. And my host, who was, uh, I think it was a tight end, uh, took me to see Gandhi. <laughs> Which, hey, listen, in retrospect, it was a really great story. It's a good right? movie, of course. But, when you're, eight, but when, you're 18, when you're 18 years old, it's not that great. And it had an intermission. It's a long story. It's a long movie. <laughs> And when we got done, the guy was like, okay, what do you want to do? I was like, hey, man, you can uh, take me back to my hotel, tell your AD I'm going to Purdue. So that was the sealer. That was this, the, the Purdue Boilermaker sealing moment was Gandhi. The that, Richard. Was, that was it. That was it. That was the sealer. Because it was, I mean, listen, Arizona State, that's a beautiful campus. Yes. Especially for, especially for a kid who's from Fort Wayne, Indiana. It was a beautiful place, but, you know. God works in mysterious ways. He, 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 he made me go to purdue because he, he wanted the guy to take me to see gandhi wow rod woodson here on the rich eisen show what was it like walking into the steeler locker room for the first time rod intimidating intimidating because before i got in there i meet chuck Noll, i meet mean joe green and mean joe green was really really mean really uh no he's yeah i mean he's a great person yes but as a coach and a competitor 
he is straight mean. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, I seen, I heard him break multiple projectors in the defensive line room this <laughs> time of being the coach while I was there. Um, he 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 scared you. But then, then you you get to see the Super Bowl trophies when I first got there, and then you get to meet the Mel Blunt, the Rocky Blyer, the uh, Franco Harris. You meet all those individual players who come through the locker room, and the chief was still there. You know, he was still alive when I got there. So meeting him, and he's he's coming to the locker room every single day. I mean, that was really humbling, um, but. You know, it was a great place to be because they had such a culture, and it was all about family. Uh, it was a really great place to be. What's it like now to be in a Hall of Fame room with all those Steelers now? What what What's it like, I guess, to be at a Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend at that Nitschke luncheon and you and you look around the room and see all those Steelers guys? Maybe they were in your locker room when you were first a rookie. What What is that like for you, Rod? Woodson. Well, you know, just, just to to talk to Mel, who I think is the best corner to ever play in the National Football League. Listen, when they they got to change rules because of you, because mm-hmm. the way you play, how big he was. You know, I, I just meeting, you know, meeting and getting to talk to people like him, and you know, you know, talking to Tony Dungy, who was a big advocate of of mine when I first came into the league, and he was my DB coach and my coordinator. So learning under him. Just meeting all those guys and seeing all those guys and seeing the culture that the, that organization was built. I mean, the last, you know, what, two years ago, they had five guys going in. So it was kind of nice to, to kind of see over the course of the time that, you know, the Steelers do things the right way. Uh, it's always been a great place to see and, and be around. Uh, you know, the Rooney family is a great individual family. They, they love their communities, but they love their players. And then, of course, Rod, you know, you've got your ring with the Ravens. Isn't that ironic, right, that you got the ring with the Ravens, you know? It is. You um, know, it's crazy because, you know, Marvin Lewis started in Pittsburgh as a linebacker coach mm-hmm. when I was there, when Bill Cowher got there. And then Marvin goes over to Baltimore and he calls me. And, you know, and it's really, they're very, I'm going to tell you, if they strip the colors off the teams, those teams are very similar to each other. They play hard-nosed defense. Uh, they like they love to run the football on offense. I mean, and the way they treat from the front office all the way through the organization down to the players, they treat each other all the same. I mean, they're they're so similar in that aspect. That's why I always, there's always great game, uh, great games against those two teams. But then to get my ring, it is ironic that I go there and get my get my only ring that I have in my career uh, playing against my old team was that the best defense you were ever on and i know that that might be heresy to say that with pittsburgh fans hanging on your every word rod but what do you think no i you know you know and i played in collectively we had some great defenses in pittsburgh for a long time right and i mean dick lebeau he put a top 10 defense on the field every single year he was there outside i think two Mm -hmm. years of his coaching career so that is amazing in itself but one giving year and how we played in, in Baltimore, and we broke the '86, uh, or excuse me, the uh, the uh, the Bear scoring record, the defense scoring record. That is crazy. I mean, we broke it by like 23 points. You couldn't run against. It. I think when they gave up like nine point eight points a game or something crazy like that, 
that'll never be broken, especially with the new 17-week season. Um, that was arguably the best team I've ever played or defense I've ever played on. But I think that's the best defense for one given year ever in the history of football. Mm, that's saying a lot, Rod Woodson. And then, of course, your last <clears throat> Super Bowl appearance was with the Raiders uh, in that Super Bowl where Tampa just went crazy. Um, I'll ask you this question. You could you answer it how you wish, Rod. Is it true? <laughs> Is it true Al Davis changed up the game plan defensively night before on you guys? No. No, it was not Al Davis. It was the head coach. What happened? I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. The head coach the head coach changed up the game plan. And normally you don't change a game plan during the during the season, let alone the Super Bowl. But the night before, you know, we we're gonna run Tampa out of their Tampa too. Because we had the running backs. We, I think we were top five rushing attack. Uh, we were, I think, the number one passing attack also that year. We had a great offense. Uh, the game plan just changed. You can't throw the football down in and down out against the rush that they had and the guys they had in the back end at linebacker in the secondary. You just couldn't do it. And we, we tried to do it, and it did not work. And so you were just you showed up Saturday night and the game plan that you'd been working on all week it gets changed up did you what was that like in the room at that time Rod Well I know for me we, we had we we drafted Derek Gibson that year as a safety mm-hmm. and when the coach said it in the meeting on Saturday night I folded my uh binder up I looked at Derek Gibson I said oh, you can chalk this one up fella <laughs> We're not going to win this one <laughs> Is that what you We're said We're not going to win bro I absolutely I said it. I said we're not gonna win this one. But you can't you can't win when you when you change your game plan the night before a game. I can see you change a play. You change the whole game plan. It wasn't like he changed the series. He changed the whole game plan. So I mean that you know, that was very unfortunate. And uh, it didn't work out. Rod, and then Rich ended up throwing uh five picks. Yeah. Right, and then Barrett Robbins too. I mean, he was. I mean, the whole th- that that twenty four hour period was just wild for your team. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. my! Goodness. But you know what was great for me though? I started playing as a Power Raider, and my life came full circle, and I got to finish up playing with the Raiders. Rod Woodson of Football Life again on NFL Network at nine Eastern time. Couple of uh, current questions for you. Um, one of them involves the Steelers, uh, the uh, chanting for Kenny Pickett. That was quick, right after Trubisky and the uh, Steelers come up with the win in Cincinnati, and then the the Patriots come in into Acrisure for the with the newly named stadium and and win that one. What do you think Mike Tomlin's thinking and should do at the quarterback position, Rod? The only only thing I could think about why Mike pick Trubisky over Pickett is because he was a better, a little faster scrambler. I think they do still have some issues in offense, but I would go with the young kid. Um, he looked better in the preseason. I mean, if everybody, and obviously we weren't in the practices and in the meeting rooms, right. but if, you're, if we saw this, what we saw in the preseason games, Pickett played great football or good enough football. And he's he's a young player who can get rid of the football. They got a young receiving core. They got a young running back. You know, let them let them grow together. Let them grow together on the field. And if they do that, it gives them a great opportunity because they are built to win on defense. 
And I think they can be built to win on offense. I just they just need a they just need a, a person that can pull that trigger consistently well. And they haven't had that. I mean, you know, I think Ben struggled last year. They haven't had that in several years uh, in Pittsburgh at, at the quarterback position. So I would personally love to see Pickett in there, give the young kid an opportunity to grow with these young players, especially the young receiving core that they have, um, and, and see how this thing works out this year. Yeah, I, I, maybe it's just, you know, uh, throwing a rookie at Cincinnati and then uh, against Belichick in his first two games, it, it just didn't make sense. And then a short week like this week at Cleveland, maybe that just Tomlin looked at it and goes, Let, that's not the – maybe we can get a couple wins out of that with our, our vet and see how it goes. And then you take a look over the next few weeks, it'll be tough to figure out when's the proper time, right? I mean, they're at Buffalo, home for Tom Brady in Tampa – and at Miami on a Sunday night, what do you think of the offense? What do you think of that Dolphins offense, what they did to the Ravens and what they look like with McDaniel and Tyreek and Waddle with Tua? What do you make of that, Rod Woodson? Yeah, you know, you know, I'm, I'm calling all the Ravens games, so I'm, I'm looking at that firsthand experience mm-hmm. when they're coming back in the fourth, in the, uh, especially the fourth quarter. Uh, they scored 35 points in the second half. It's crazy. Uh, you just you can't let speed be fast. If you let these guys just come off the line unattested, they're going to run 4-2. And, I mean, I don't know how you miss Tyreek Hill. I just don't understand that, you know, uh, Kyle Hamilton, he's a young safety. He, you know, he played short on one of the plays. And then the next series, they had three safeties on the, on the left side of the defense and no safeties on the right side of the defense. And Tyreek Hill is on the right side of the defense. So I was like, and then he just runs uncontested going down the field. And then people say Tua can't throw the deep ball. Maybe he doesn't have a, a cannon arm to throw at 65 yards, 70 yards down the field. But he can throw it 45. <laughs> he can throw it 50. And he can throw it. And he's an accurate thrower. I mean, he, he does that extremely well. So I think we need to, like, put that to sleep. Uh, most quarterbacks don't throw the ball 65 yards down the field. They throw it 45 to 50 yards down the field, which Tua can, and he does it well. And I think he's proved a lot of doubters wrong in these first couple weeks. Um, but they, you know what, if you don't if you don't game plan for that speed, it's going to catch you off guard. Well, I mean, it, that speed this week, I mean, Buffalo and the Dolphins, what a, what a great week three game. And then the Ravens get Buffalo next. Is Buffalo your team to beat too, Ron? What do you think? Yeah, bu- Buffalo is just – I mean, I still – Kansas City's still there just because they have Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just he's, he's lights out. I mean, he doesn't even have an interception this year. But the way Buffalo's playing on defense, they're going to give up 17 points. And you know, so I I I I I think we should always give love to Josh Allen and and Diggs. Uh, and they didn't even have Davis last week. That's right. Right. So they didn't have Gabe Davis. <laughs> they still put up 41. Um, but I think as the weeks keep going on and as the defense keeps playing well, we need to keep putting out Leslie Frazier's name. I think he deserves a, being a head coach again. Um, I think he should have been one last year. Um, you know, he, he's put a great product on the field the last several years. And it's a shame that Leslie Frazier doesn't get another opportunity to be a head coach in the National Football League. And before I let you go, Rod Woodson, uh, Football Life again. Uh, Rod Woodson of Football Life premieres Friday, 9 Eastern time on NFL Network. And I'm not only talking to a Hall of Fame individual and a Hall of Fame player, but I'm also talking to the head coach of the XFL Las Vegas franchise. Am I not, Rod Woodson? Yes? Rich, Rich, you are. 
Okay. We're talking to a, a, a head coach. Okay. So what 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 is, what's this team going to look like? What do we got, Rod? What do we have here? Listen, we're going to. My, you know me. My standard is my standard. They got to play fast. They got to play hard. Uh, we got to study good football. We're going to keep the game stupid simple, so they can just go play fast. Um, our nick, our our namesake yes. will be, and our colors will be uh, given out next week. Okay. Uh, so I can't say I can't say it right now. Do you know it? Uh, but do you I, know it? You know I it? I know it. You like I it? I know it. Do you, do you like it? I love it. I love the love colors. I think we've got the best uniforms in the XFL. Okay. Our uniforms are sweet now. I can say that right now. Our uniforms are sweet. Okay. And then we're going to have fun. I mean, this is the day we're going to have affordable uh, football games that people can go to for, as a family, and it's not, it doesn't cost, you know, $2,000. So you're not going to be. What are you going to be? Are you, you like who? What? What's your style going to be? You're not a yeller, right? But what happens if somebody doesn't? No, no I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a matter of fact type of guy. Okay. Hey, you, you can do that if you want to, but if you do that and you don't get it done, you're going to sit beside me. Uh, do you have the Rock on Speed dial on your phone, Rod? I, I cannot say I have him on Speed dial, but I would love to get some of the tequila <laughs> <laughs> during halftime. <laughs> I mean, it is Vegas, it, it, you know. It, it, it goes down smooth. Okay. Have you spoken to The Rock? Are you, are you and Dwayne Tunney? I have time? spoken to The Rock. What's that he, like? He's, uh, he's, he's a, him, him and Danny Garcia are great individuals. Okay. Along with Redbird Capital. Uh, those guys are great people. Okay. They have a great game plan. Uh, you know, he wants guys to live their dreams out. Some not having the opportunity. He didn't have the same opportunity mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. And I think his life is pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he should change his life to, to play football. Oh man, it has worked out. Rod, you are simply the best. I can't wait to watch this show on Friday night. It is so deserving uh, to have that terrific football life spotlight cast on you. Always miss talking to you. Let's do this more often. You're the best, Rod. Take care, brother. Love you, brother. That's it. That's the none other than Rod Woodson, the Pro Football Hall of Famer. I did more NFL total accesses with him. And uh, Lincoln Kennedy than anybody else in the eight-year run that I did to start NFL Network and then uh, in 2011 uh, leave NFL Total Access on a daily basis. Rod Woodson, everybody. The best. He's so good. Uh, I'm now cold. Like, I ate, I ate that ice cream, and now, <laughs> I'm, now it's, like, cold over here. How, it's about, actually- how about Rod turns to a teammate and says, uh, we're, we're not winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that is nuts. What a story. That word is that's the rumor that yeah. Al Davis told Bill Callahan we're doing this, and he basically said it wasn't Al. Boy, that's one of the biggest that you you, you know the number of Super Bowl mysteries. Yeah. Why not give it to Marshawn? What happened to Malcolm Butler? Butler. Yeah. You know, when the Patriots played again with the Eagles, what all of that. It, name a Super Bowl mystery. That's one, one of them that doesn't get talked about enough is that one. And what happened with the Raiders? Weren't the Raiders big favorites? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Because their offense was flying high. The Raiders were three and a half point favorites. That was the, that was was a big, you know, I mean, Brad Johnson versus Rich Gannon, two OGs playing at the the position. And of course, Gruden now back against the Raiders. Those were the storylines. Wasn't Rich MVP that year? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Was he? Like he I mean, they were great, and and they they had a they had a offense. But then, Rod's like, "Yep, this is a wrap. We're not winning." 
Yeah, I think Rich- Barrett Robbins disappears, remember? That 24-hour period, yeah. Barrett Robbins disappears. He goes to Mexico. Their center is not playing. Imagine a center doesn't play. The, your center yeah, I mean, that's- on offense, and then the defense switches up overnight. It's amazing yeah. that the Bucks didn't win by more. Yeah, Rich Gannon was MVP that year. There you go. I was yeah. at that Super Bowl yeah. in San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. Ashton. Were you with Ashton? <sighs> yep. Yes. Rich okay, we'll take a break. <laughs> Some things never change. Some things never change. Power rankings, baby. Hey, we're back. We're back. Week two power rankings, or is it week three? You got to tell me how this works. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Back on the Terrestrial Radio Network here, showing off of Mike Del Tufo's Emmy that he won for that thing that he did when he wasn't here. I want us to win. I appreciate that, Mike. It's wonderful. And we're happy for you. Thank you. We're happy for you, even though you're now letting uh, TJ display it. TJ's displaying it over there. So now, how does that look? Let's put it. You can sit down, TJ. There you go. Oh, yeah. It looks nice there. There we go. But it looks like it's yours, and it's not. That's cool. I'll accept that. Because everything around there is yours. Like, that's your corner. TJ, so now, you want to bring one in and just leave it over there for you? Yeah, you what might you? as well. Okay. You know. And you, and you touched it? That's like bad luck. Nah. No, 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 no. I gave it to him. You see, that's the, the, the Emmy's different. Mike, it's not the Stanley Cup. No. <laughs> you can't drink out of it. You can't drink. I, I have done a shot off one, actually. Uh, what? Uh, uh, the, off the... Uh, an Emmy. Oh, an Emmy? What do you mean you've done a shot off? Like, you can... Those... How? Wait, those, Plastic, those uh, uh, Stephen uh, Bochco. Stephen Bochco, may he rest in peace... Who won? I think fifteen Emmys oh, on one night for please. for Hill Street Blues. Please, <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, he, he, he told me this story. You know, for his, one of, one of the most amazing honors I've ever had is when uh, he for his his memoir called "Truth Is a Total Defense." He had he had I I offered to interview him so he can get all the stories out, and I had like ten sessions with him. And uh, he told the story of the night that Hill Street Blues won on his first Emmy night. They won an insane number of, I think, was it 10? Was it 10, Chris? 10 yeah. in one night. 10 Emmys in one night. And he said that it was, oh, yeah. he said it was oh. so wild that it kept coming and coming and coming oh. and coming that he wound up stabbing himself in his thigh with one, with of, the- one of the Emmys because he, those wings are really sharp. Rich, what do you think my ex-wife threw at me? Yo. So wh- how do you do a shot off an Emmy? 
you put a cup into the between oh, the rims. Oh, I can see. Oh, I see. Spot. Yeah. So it's not like like uh, Travis Kelsey who no, actually took it and and, no, and ran like the Stanley Cup no. ran the beer down the side of a Lombardi and trophy. I'm, I'm getting the one that my wife threw repaired right now too. They're actually I'll have a new brand new. Your wife threw it at you, and how many pieces did the Emmy uh, wind oh, up? Oh, Rich, do you see what that looks like? There are six pieces. The oh Emmy was my. destroyed. Jeez, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You probably deserve it. I definitely do. Well done. <laughs> Rockman's on right. fire totally today. Chris He's is right, on though. fire I today. I did. I'm not going to lie. I'll be honest. I just feel like, look, it's cool that you won, obviously, right? It's it's awesome. Congratulations. What's number seven, right? But bringing it in here is kind of like thumbing our noses in it that we didn't win. No, it's not at all. I'm proud of myself. He's not. He's not. Don't no, take not. it that I way. Win you really take it that too. way? You do. You take it like that. So if you see like a Super Bowl ring from, yeah, actually Chris does get offended when a team that's beaten the Patriots. So what Super if I, what, really, if, what if I had won for he's best at, host? What if I had broken you, my yeah. Susan Lucci but streak? You've never won, so that's super cool. We all we hear about is how many Emmys Mike's won, and then he brought it in. It's like, hey, look what I've got. You guys don't have one. Did you say no, it that? That's crazy that you would think of it that. like that. Like I did not say. My man worked hard. He put in his work, and he got he got rewarded for it. But he has a job here. That's fine. That's fine. Good for you, Mike. TJ, TJ, I aspire to do. I aspire to get one of something like this really in life can't. sometime. Look at TJ. By the way, with each that passing is, moment, so the, the Emmy gets, gets closer, closer to TJ's it's set position. It's going to be on his lap at the end of the show. It really is. Mike, you, really Mike, you should name your boat Selfish Emmy. Wow. So yeah. No, no, no. Shellfish. Selfish. Hey now, Selfish that's why I've got the best dad ever, son. Pow, pow, pow. All right, very good. I'm just happy that it's an audio one. I like it. Hey, let's win an Emmy here. You know how we're going to win an Emmy here? My power ranking. Hey, really? (laughs) (laughs) I think you will. Just again, um, this is my first time ever doing power rankings. You're welcome, (laughs) Roku. Um, So um, we did ours yesterday. No, but is it it week two power rankings or is it week three? You're heading into week three. You can. It depends how you say it. You're like, hey, finishing up week two. Here are my power rankings. Or heading into week three. Here are my power but, rankings. But so I didn't do a power ranking heading into the season. I only did it after week one, and now I'm doing it after week two. So you can just say, you know, following week two, here are my power rankings. So this is it? Yeah. So this is my week two power rankings? Yeah, I think so. All right. Hit it. <laughs> now that I understand, it's week two power <laughs> rankings. Top ten. <laughs> Top ten. All right, here we go. Number ten on my list. Hey, hey. The Giants, baby! Oh! The New York Giants. You can say, oh yeah, so what? You know who's the leading rusher through two weeks in the National Football League? Saquon Barkley. Quadzilla. He's back. Yeah, man. The New York Quadzilla. Ruling the New York Roost, and they're 2-0. and Laugh all you want. Here come the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush and the Cowboys aren't on my top ten. Ah, uh, it's my New York Football Giants. They're 2-0. and They're a top ten team right now. And they're going to get better. One would think. Number nine on my list. Look, for uh, for seven quarters, they were a 2-0 team. Problem is, you got to play an eighth in order to get your 2-0 team. And for seven quarters, uh, we, had a, we, had, we had an MVP candidacy budding. And he could still be an MVP candidate, obviously. That, that, that eighth quarter was, uh, was, uh, was, a, was a doozy. But Baltimore Ravens are still my ninth-ranked team on my, uh, on my list here. 
How can they be ninth? Their defense stunk. You know what? I think we might learn how good the off Dolphins offense is going to be. I, I loved what Ron Woodson we just hung up from said. You can't let speed be fast. And the Ravens let speed be fast. And uh, still that said, I think they've got one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league. A sneaky good passing attack. And the running attack's only going to get better when J.K. Dobbins finally comes back. Number eight on my list is uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I still like them. Um, I'm genuinely concerned about how this quarterback is going to fare with his fractured rib cartilage. (laughs) That's such a thing. How long will he be able to stand the pain? Will it linger all the way through a season? This is concerning to me, but the defense is filled with playmakers, and I like the Chargers. And number seven is the other team in Los Angeles, or the Chargers are the other team in Los Angeles. I'll take the Rams. Um, They're going to play better. They're going to play better. They're going to be better. I kind of dig them, and we'll see what happens with Arizona this week. It's Arizona versus the Rams. Um, That's a fascinating week three game. I like the Rams as number seven. Number six are your Green Bay Packers. Boy, that rushing attack, huh? Right? The two Aarons got it done. They're only going to get better, I think, uh, uh, offensively. The young kids, the young guns are still going to make some mistakes. But Aaron Rodgers and that defense and that running attack can win more than not for the Packers, who've got the Bucs this week. Their hands are full. Um, But I like the Packers number seven on my power rankings and those are the first five. Here we go. Here's your top five. Hey, folks, the Miami Dolphins are a top five team. Hey. I, I agree with you. Okay. I agree with you. This team can hit you in the mouth defensively, too. And this team is going to be a problem for most this year. It'll be interesting what happens when they play in cold weather. And two of this, two of that. You know, I, seen an, I, I don't know who did this, but I saw an interesting... Uh, piece of video on Twitter. Somebody flipped oh, yeah. the video and to see Tua throw right-handed and some of those throws, you're like, damn, he can throw it. I don't know what it is about seeing somebody throw left-handed. It, it really weird. did it change looks- your way of looking at it. But at any rate, the Dolphins and this passing attack and this wildly successful and brilliant offensive mind at head coach and Mike McDaniel makes the Dolphins a 5 seed on my uh on my list here that we're we're moving our way through the top five teams in my power rankings right here on the rich eisen show week two power rankings the eagles are four the eagles are four i i felt it in my bones about this team and i know we're marathoning and we're not sprinting but this division is the eagles to win and or lose and jalen hurts man he is just gonna get better and better and better and so is that defense and Devontae Smith now had quite the day against the Vikings. They took the Minnesota Vikings, and they knocked them straight off my top ten. They're not even in my power rankings right now. That's how impressive the Eagles were on their Monday night um, in uh, in front of the whole country, or at least half, with our audience split. Number three of the Bucks. I, I I know the offense didn't really shine out at week three and week two, but that's what happens when the Bucks face the Saints. But guess what? They came out the win at, at out with the win. They came out with the win in a spot where they have not in the regular season in some time. That defense is championship quality, folks. Defense wins championships from back in the day. Well, this is back in the day. They can hit you in the mouth, and they are going to be a problem. And that's Kansas City. That's a Green Bay's problem next. And um, and when they get healthier on offense, now with, I guess, Cole Beasley being added to the mix, they're three. Number two are the Chiefs, just so I can have Eric Stone Street stop texting me every day about my Raiders pick to win the division. 
The Chiefs have now won in two different ways. One in which their offense is unstoppable and unbeatable, and you can't stop them when they're rolling on you with a 44 spot in week one. And then in week two, the Chargers defensively had them definitely off kilter in the first half of that game, but they still pulled that one out despite falling down by 10 points at home. They got a pick six from their seventh round pick. Both Watson scored, Justin and Jalen, one on offense, one on defense. It shows you how good and deep a team they are. Number one is still Buffalo. Buffalo played the first card of the season. They played it on the Rams, and they played it in a very, very flamboyant way in front of the whole country. And then they let everybody else play two games before they played their second, and they let everybody else play their cards, and somebody tried to make a hand, somebody tried to maybe suck out on the river in the first two weeks, somebody tried to reshuffle the deck, and the Bills are like, yeah, uh, we've got the nuts. It sure looks like for the first two weeks of the season in this card-playing league, Figuratively, they've got the nuts, man. They've got it all. And they are easily the the number one team in my power rankings. And maybe the Dolphins can knock them off. Can't wait to see this week three contest coming up in South Florida. And that's my power rankings. Week two going into week three. See, I just split by half right there. Well done, well done. I appreciate that. Well done. Uh, TJ and I had the same top five uh, yesterday when we did ours. And yours are on our YouTube page, correct? On the YouTube page. But we had the Bucks and Eagles flipped. We had uh, Eagles three, Bucks four. Let me ask you this question, gents. Eagles play the Bucks now. Who wins? You take the Eagles? No. I think so. A little more explosive That's on offense. That's the end of that. That's the end of that. I think the Eagles win. Well, here's the deal, though. We're saying now is in this week. This yeah, week, week three. Week, but but, no, but I'm saying, you, you tell me power rankings, you got to live in the moment, right? Week, week three, Eagles win. Yeah, I'm thinking big picture. Really? But if we're talking like to go to the yeah. Super Bowl, I'm... The Bucks have the Bucks. Tommy Brady can't score any points. Okay. I mean, when they get healthy, maybe later in the season they might be a little bit better if the defense uh, is. Yeah, they got a lot of guys out. Eagles' offense looks unstoppable. Yeah, they do. I'm still taking the Bucks, but you have you have the same top five too. You put the Dolphins five. five? We had Dolphins five. Yeah, we. uh, And you swap the Bucks and the Eagles at three and Mm -hmm. four, and it's one two Bills Chiefs. Yep. You see that? So how about this? You're gonna find out about the Bills, right? We week week out. three this week they take on the Dolphins, Oof. and then nice. in uh, week six they take on Kansas City at Kansas City, the spot of their bugaboo. Oh, great, and Let's go. yeah, Let's go. They do not. Fa- they play the NFC North. No, the Buffalo Bills play the NFC North. Yeah, so. I mean, that, that's a they have a hard schedule hard at schedule. Miami, at Baltimore, at Kansas City, at Detroit. Yeah, baby. That's Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, you can laugh all you want. I think that's at Cincinnati. That's going to be a fun game. Hey, man, look. Well, Cincinnati's, you come, you Cincinnati's come playing season. for draft position at that point. <laughs> Nicely done. Oh, you you, you um, say what you will, uh, but going into the season, one would think, again, they were the consensus pick. The teams that they would have to get through beat, if you will, to win the conference would be Kansas City, Cincinnati, yeah. You would throw Baltimore in there, Probably, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd throw Tennessee in there. They were the one seed from think, last year, I think right? So, yeah. And they play them all. And then they play Miami twice. Yeah, Bills have a really hard schedule. 844-204-RICH, number Oof. to dial here on the program. Andrew Hawkins will be in studio on number three to talk about all of this. Chris Brockman's 
Uh, MVP rankings still it, to come index. on our program. Index? Index. Oh, MVP index. MVP index. Your MVPI. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <Fair>. Okay. <laughs> On the uh, on the BFF Brockman Football Focus. Now right? we're talking. Now we're talking. Okay, very good. Now we're talking. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the program. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital twenty twenty four seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit as well. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You're unlocking potential. The potential to do your own thing and be your own boss and steer your own success and blaze your own trail because each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your passions, reawaken that spirit of adventure, and check out all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences right off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they'll take you. With 16 your choice of a gas or diesel engine and thousands of ways to customize a Sprinter van. It's capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay. Doing a lot of talking these days. Yeah, right? Rich. I mean, doing a lot of talking. Hide your hands. And- John in Illinois. Let's take your phone call. What's up, John? You there, John? Oh, Rich. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. You're on. What's going on? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Long time, third time. I uh, just want to say thank you for taking my call. I got a question for Mr. Brockman. Uh-huh. I'm in a survival pool. Yep. Okay, and I know, Rich, you don't like to give opinions because maybe some uh, printed uh, money might be involved. Okay, and I know the NFL doesn't look kindly on you if you give your opinion on that. So, Brockman... Uh, we started with 40 people. We're down to the last six because people got burned with Denver, <laughs> 49ers, Indiana, Cincinnati. Okay. Now, I got a dilemma. Okay. Do I want to pick up Kansas City? On the first week, I picked up Baltimore. Second week, I picked up the Rams. Do I pick Kansas City over Indy? Which I have a feeling yes. this might be a setup game for Kansas City, though, all right? Oh, my God. But set up what? What are we setting up? No. I, don't overthink I, I, it, John. I don't John. know. I'm feel like this might be like a trap game for Kansas City. I, I, I think Kansas City should smoke them, but I just feel like a trap game for them, man. I don't, don't, know, don't overthink it. Who else are you possibly considering? I was thinking Cincinnati versus the Jets. Don't do it. Don't and, do it. Uh, Chargers versus Jaguars, but with Herbert being injured, uh, I had to take them out because I don't know if Herbert is playing or not. That's not the same Jaguars anymore, yeah, man. That defense good. is no joke. They're They're fast. A lot of people are talking about Saxonville being uh, reincarnated. Um, Don't overthink it. Take Kansas City, sleep good at night, worry about week four. 
All right, then, Kansas City, I'll be taking. Thank you guys for taking my call. All right, Survive in advance, says Chris Brock. Be well, John. Yeah, survive in advance. Don't overthink it. Don't save people either. That's a lot of things people do in Survivor Pool. Oh, I'm going to save Buffalo for later on. Well, you need to win now. You can't get to week four if you don't win week three. Yeah, survive in advance, right? Survive in advance. Colts look terrible. Matt Ryan's been sacked seven times. They've only scored a, a, a handful of points. Boom, take the Chiefs. When I first started NFL Network, um, it, NFL Network came on in week 11 of the 2003 season. I still don't understand. I mean, I just weren't ready. They're just, you know, whatever. Middle of the season, we came on the air. Um, so I got a call from the commissioner's office, Paul Tagliabu, inviting me to go with Tagliabu to week one at Lambeau Field. Vikings versus the Packers. Whew. Because the reason why the commissioner was there was because I think Lambeau Field had just gone through a renovation. Wow. And it was a big moment for the Cathedral of Wisconsin there to have a nice little upgrade. And it was a Vikings versus Packers game. And Dante Culpepper and the Vikings ruined the party. Ruined it. Got the roll on. You want to look up what that week one 2003 opener was? It, it, it was a, a big party for Green Bay, just like this year. Minnesota and Green Bay, nice little piece of filet mignon in that division to kick things off. And the Vikings ruined the party. On the flight back. 30 to 25. On the flight back, and it was quite fascinating to me because, yes, Little PJ, yeah, hey, there and back from uh, from New York City, hey. had the um, uh, the uh, uh, police escort. Oh, is the which, best. By the way, I've next time Susie does this show, ask her how much she loves a police escort. I only did it once. It's fun. The escape that she would always call it from her college football. Uh, They're fun games that she did. Randy Moss had nine catches for 150 Killed yards him. and a Killed touchdown. Him. Killed yeah. him. Killed him. But uh, uh, the right hand man of the commissioner. Four uh, picks for Brett Favre. A gentleman named Joe Brown, who had been with the league forever, keeper of the flame of the National Football League, if I'm not mistaken, he was the one, that's how long he's been with the league, he was the one who handed out the the press release announcing the merger. I believe he took it off like the Rexograph machine (laughs) and handed it off to people. That's how long he'd been with the league. He's a New Yorker, and for some reason... He just uh, loved giving me the needle. Still does to this day. God bless you, Joe Brown. He turns to me on the flight back. Hey, Rich, did you have Green Bay in your survivor pool? (laughs) And uh, I turned to him and I'm like, uh, Joe, I don't know what you're talking about. I was told I'm not supposed to be in a survivor pool. And he looks at me and he goes, that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. And you're all sitting here wondering why I'm like, what do you mean, Survivor? Are we talking about Jeff Probst? Come on, Rich, man. Talking about... It's not, two, talking about, it's not 2003. We're anymore. talking about immunity? It is kind of weird, though, when you see other the same network f- shows using... Same league. It's crazy. Those places nah. in We're doing like, locks of the week on game day morning. What do you think that's for? It's not, yeah, it's not but 2003 like, you anymore. You can't say yeah, that you know we, what a parlay is on here. That's weird. I mean... 
<laughs> it's a dessert, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Stop it, man. By the way, Packers minus four in that opener in the overhead. So. Why bother Brockman? He doesn't know what that means. Just saying. He has no idea. 2003. You got to explain uh, what We that went means. over the clouds in the PJ when uh, yeah. Joe Brown was trying to trip me up <laughs> in front of my new boss. Nice try. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Chiefs. Chiefs and Survivor this week. <laughs> Andrew Hawkins coming up on the program. Remember, it was a set sheet, That's right? That's the story. Jeez. Oh, the, the, and then every year we get it. The, my uh, first email. assignment for NFL like Network was the, was the, the, uh, was the yeah. Hall of Fame earlier yeah. in that summer. Earlier in that summer. Who was that that year? The for the Hall of Fame that summer? Yeah. The 03 class? I, I don't remember who was in that class. I do remember it was the 40th anniversary of the Hall. Was so there was after, a huge, was a huge still? number of people that came back. Was that in the? Yeah, of course, still on the steps. Steps. That's right. The first one was on the steps. They moved. They moved it inside the stadium after Jim Kelly broke the affair. That's right. When people like it was, it was big time problem. They're like, we got to move this thing in. Two thousand three. Marcus Allen, James Lofton, Alvin Bethea, Hank Stram, and Joe Delamy. Joe Delamalure. Yeah. One of the members of the electric company blocked for um, OJ for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Yeah, man. Times are, it's, I can't believe it's 20 years. I know, Rich, Coming up on 20 insane. years, man. It's, it's our 20th season that we're covering. Oh, and by the way, uh, hello and congratulations to our new member of NFL Network, NFL Media Group. Did you see that? Who? Emmanuel That's Sanders, son. Oh, yes. cool. Making his debut on NFL Game Day morning on Sunday. Oh, how about He's that? He's built for it. He's really good. Yeah, I remember he would come in and do uh-huh. the playoffs. Yeah. You called that a couple years ago. Didn't I? Yeah, You're like, as soon great. as he's done, it's. Yeah, he's on game day, uh, on NFL game day morning on Sunday. All right. You're great. So uh, I like my coffee with half and half. <laughs> you got to haze the rookie, oh, Rich. Haze. Sugar. You got to haze. haze the rookie. Carry Mooch's bag. Carry Mooch's bag. 